the spirit of the way the show has gone, you know, you Brian Anderson, what are you doing here? Well, I don't understand. Why would he be at AmFam Field? First of all, I didn't know there was going to be a Zoom situation. I got to stare up Jason's nose this whole time. Yeah, he's, uh, he doesn't trim his nose few, very well either. Like, Tausch could get away with it because you're really not into that, but you're kind of a clean-cut guy. Will he? A clean-cut guy? clean-cut guy. Do you know him. Jason at all? He finally got a haircut. That was the first haircut I did he's get a haircut. had. I think <laughs> you know, since COVID. All right. If 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 we could stop for a second here and not drag down one of the absolute nicest human beings <laughs> in an otherwise not so nice business, sometimes let's try and stay. Let's let's try. You if the stay above standard the is the standard, yeah. let's hold ourselves to the Brian Anderson standard here, shall we? Well, let me say this though. I do. I, I understand why Tausch could get a little cranky because this we're basically in a booth that's the size of a cockpit of an airplane and you're putting an NFL offensive lineman in here and it's not the most comfortable setting actually I can tell you this that. is much more comfortable than my normal setting oh, so is yeah that right? yeah this is this is fantastic <laughs> again i get i don't know how you do it when you're doing tv i get distracted I'm watching. There's a guy mopping the uh, dugout, and I just was mesmerized. They're doing crop yeah, circles really and happens. things. Yeah. How do you not, when you're calling the game, because there's, there's baseball can be a little slow sometimes. Do you ever get distracted and really, especially if a fan is doing something where you want to keep talking about that, and you don't get when Burns is throwing a curveball over the center no, of the plate? I think only in San Francisco you get you get lost in McCovey Cove and all the the kayak the kayaks and, and the boats, yeah. and uh, it's really cool. But I think. It's really, uh, let's call it focused distraction, so you can be distracted. I think that's the beauty of baseball between moments of action is all the stuff that happens between the pitches, which to a casual fan, to somebody who's not so into the game, you may not realize, but there's this sequence of events between moments of action that makes baseball so fascinating. If uh, if you're a soccer fan out there, you would know uh, like a run for a, you know, there's not many goals scored, but you'd have a run up, you'd have positioning, uh, the different touches that players may get. So in baseball, there's all of those wheels in motion too. So for me, I'm just, I'm distracted by those things and I'm focusing on those things. And that's really interesting to me. So I don't find baseball boring at all. I f- actually find it incredibly interesting and fascinating between the moments of action and i think we spend way too much time trying to make baseball faster i would like to see the pace of the game increase a little bit but uh we're we're probably taking a little bit of the poetry away from the game by doing that in my opinion brian um we obviously hold you in very high esteem around here as we do with rock it's always great when bill schroeder joins us too so we appreciate you making time for us uh i would like to say that as you have become more and more in he's demand with all just, the yeah, just call. He's a big with star. all the things you do we yeah. don't get to hear you quite as often but we love jeff levering and we we're, we've got great relationships with everyone they've all been very good to us and we appreciate it i do find myself wondering though because i love it when i get you on a basketball game i, I will admit and i'm not i would say this behind your back if you're calling the game, I'm more likely to watch it, even if I wasn't otherwise going to watch it. What That's I'm wondering, nice. though, what I'm wondering, though, is what's the easiest, what's the hardest, and what's the most fun when it comes to the, all the different things you do? I know you love the Brewers, and, and they're great, but is it baseball? Is it football? Is it 
golf? Is it basketball? Is it college basketball? Is it pro basketball? Where do you kind of fall on most fun, most difficult, and, and maybe most interesting? Well, I'll start with uh, the thing I, do, I, I despise is, is, is football. And I don't despise the game. I'm a fan of the game. I played high school football and grew up in Texas. It's in my blood. What position did you play? Uh, I was an all-district defensive uh, back. Look at you. All you know, right. you know wow. who my high school football coach was? Uh, the dude from Varsity Blues. Art Bryles. Uh, Art Bryles? Yeah, he gave me my nickname. Uh-oh. Wow. B.A. Bad what? attitude is what he called uh-huh. it. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't feel like I can do... <laughs> Football to the level that uh, that I good. wanted. Yeah, that's Art Browns, my high school. Mason Crosby, he'll tell you all about it. Georgetown Eagles, Eagle Fight Never Dies. Um, War Eagle, stuff I, like that. Yeah, I did I did the NFL for a few years with CBS, and I was just telling these guys, I, I just I hated it. Uh, I was plopping in week seven or eight. It was, it was so much work. I didn't feel connected to the game. Um, so that, for me, was always like I never wanted to do football. I never... I admire those who did it. I worked for Monday Night Football for a few years as a runner and then in graphics, and I got to see Al Michaels up close and personal when I was first starting my career, and I kind of was like, I can never be that good. Uh, so football has always been a, a box that I've checked as a no. Um, the other sports, I would say most announcers wanna, uh, don't want to do baseball, want to do basketball because it's probably the easiest as far as the verbiage and the rhythm of the game. For me, baseball is the easiest to do just because I've called so many baseball games in my life. It feels like the, you know, the comfortable shoe. Uh, and then when you work with a guy like Bill Schroeder, and we've been together 16 years, you know, when you can eliminate that stress of having a new partner or something new every day, uh, it makes your job a lot easier. And so uh, I don't even have to look at Rock. I don't have to think about it. I know what he's going to say. Our commas are perfectly placed between each other. Uh, so for me to do a Brewers game is almost, I wouldn't say therapeutic, but it just feels like home. And then when I go do an NBA game, I love working with all the people I work with. That's high intensity. The games are much quicker, 2.15 to 2 hours, 30 minutes, and you're usually raising your voice quite a bit. So it's a completely different style of broadcasting. So uh, I love doing hoops, and I love doing baseball, and I'm good with either, and I would finish my career if I had to choose doing either um everything else i'm not i'm not into i don't do hockey i don't bowling do, football. do you do bowling because we have bowling. the premier bowling oh. anal, uh t- tv and radio guy we're sitting right next to you this premier. guy premier really yes well I, I don't know him. anything i, yeah. I, I don't He'll know if i've ever about broken it. 100 in uh, bowling but i remember chris Schenkel used to do bowling shanks kind of cool back then. Yeah. i used to watch those uh events i've never done bowling i've done a lot i've done a lot of golf. I've done swimming and diving. I did, uh, you know, a lot of like, uh, like Big Twelve conference back in the day when I lived in Texas. Swimming and diving, and they call them Olympic sports. Diving's got to be tough. Diving was. Uh, what do you, what do you say? Pirouette? Oh, like well, you just, yeah, you don't have any idea what you're actually talking very about. Very right? minimal splash there. <laughs> that that should be a good great entry. Isn't yeah, that what it's always? In? Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just uh, handling it to my analyst. I did Big Twelve women's soccer. Did the, uh, the the Big 12 championships. I didn't know anything about soccer. There shouldn't be offside. Studied that. Anyway. I remember upper 90. I remember dropping an upper 90 uh, <laughs> one time, and the analyst looked at me like, how do you know what an upper 90 is? Anyway, so that did that answer your question, Jason? I don't well, know. That it, seemed it, a little it roundabout. It did, but it, 
No, it did, but it led to another question because obviously I don't get to work with someone quite as good or as easy to work with as Rock. So how do I get to that point with Tausch, would you say? We God, I was legitimately going to ask the same question. <laughs> we call that culture building. Uh, Tausch has done that for his entire life and all the teams he's ever been on. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm being serious now. It is very... It's the least talked about thing. When I talk to young broadcasters, I give them, if I listen to their demo tapes, I'll give them some mechanical things or things that I think need to be done on the air. But I always finish by saying, if you appreciate good culture and you enjoy thriving or enjoy working in that environment, then you should bring good culture to whatever environment you're in. And you guys clearly do that. I know you you joke with each other, but... There is another world out there that is not the thing you're actually doing. It's the thing that you're doing that thing with, the people you're doing that thing with. And if you don't spend time making good culture, you're ultimately going to fail, in my opinion. And that's the beauty of uh, working with Bill Schroeder, you know, who was a backup catcher and a guy that it's important to him to have good culture. And we treat everybody well and we respect everybody's job. We are we are grateful for all the people that work with us and, and almost amazed at their skill and talent, the camera operators, the video, the graphics people. So uh, for me, it's like you guys do this already, so I know you were joking, Jason, but to have good culture, that's what people want to be a part of. They want to be a part of a, of a friendship as you guys do this radio show or Rock and I do ball games or Ron Darling and I do national games or Stan Van Gundy, and you got to spend time making that happen, and I think that's the most important thing about this job. All right, let's talk a little Brewers, Jason. What do you think? Uh, so well, we finally I, have someone I, I that actually love, knows I, what they're I, talking I, about. I love. I, I want to talk more Brewers, and all he wants to talk about is Aaron Rodgers. That's what Jason. That's all he wants. Well, to I do. actually wanted to ask so about. Stan so we're going to ask about Aaron. That's fine. I'll let I'll let Jason ask about Aaron on the golf course and everything else later. <laughs> but can you kind of take it in because the fans, when the Josh Hader trade was announced, I think mm-hmm. everybody was disappointed. What are you? What's your vibe? Just in the, watching the last two or three weeks, there's been you knew what was going to happen when there was you know a blown save or you know the struggles that happened immediately afterward. Mm-hmm. But the Devin Williams comments, and I mentioned this because you just were talking about culture. That to me was a little eye opening. Can you just give us your viewpoint on how things have went since then and what your thoughts were after you heard that news? Yeah, I was surprised by those comments, and I wouldn't say they were. Uh shocking what i would say was shocking was the fact that they were made public i think there's sentiment anytime there's a trade i've never been a part of a major league team the brewers or any uh, even on the national coverage where there's been a trade that didn't have some shock waves and ripple effects in a clubhouse no matter what because you know these guys are brothers they they spend a lot of time together and that happened so i understand it i I was a little surprised it came out publicly because Mm -hmm. usually those are closed doors uh feelings but uh, at the same time I'm all for it. I want to. We always ask out of our athletes to give us more, to be more transparent. So they were. I thought Christian Yelich was transparent. I thought Devin Williams was transparent, and he's moving into a different role now. He's going to become the closer. There's more pressure. He had that buffer with Josh Hader. He had made an all-star team. He had been rookie of the year. So now he's kind of out on that plank in the spotlight. So I, I'm I'm fine with all of it. I will say that the frustrating part for me as an observer of this team as I am, and I see just about every game, if I'm not calling it, I'm paying attention to it. The, the, the issue of Josh Hader is really 
not the main issue. The the reason the Josh Hader trade happened is because the Brewers are not where they need to be or should be with this great pitching staff offensively. And so you have to then look at your team in context to other teams. And now that the Dodgers are in here at American Family Field, you're seeing a world championship caliber team and if you just go line by line the brewers don't match up offensively so could you have gone out and made a deal i don't think so i don't think there was one bat that could have swung it now you're going to empty out your entire farm system uh to try to make a run at at juan soto absolutely not you don't even have the talent or the resources to do that so really the next wave is okay we're actually good in the bullpen i'm speaking on david stern's behalf we're, we're pretty set like even without hater who had been struggling we've got a good bullpen we added a closer that's not our problem even though there were some blown saves and some ripple effects for me and it shows up every day is the offense and so you've got you've got an offense that is not up to caliber of the pitching staff and therefore that's going to be something they have to address now i will say this if the brewers can just get in if they can get in that three-game wild-card series with their pitching staff, they can win one nothing, 2-1 to games. They can do that in advance. So that was the thinking, and I'm good with that. You think we're going to get in? We. Me, you. Me Jason. and you. <laughs> Jason's not a fan. He's been really... No, do you, where's your confidence level with this team? Uh, since, you know, is it... You know, because this series, obviously, was going to be a, a barometer. Yeah. Lost two out of three. Hopefully get a split this afternoon. Where do you see it? I think they can get in, and I, I don't I don't want to say they will or not because I, this window here will determine a lot. So ask me in, in a week because you still got three more games with the Dodgers. Don't you tell Jesse that because he's going to call you constantly. Yeah. That's that's always the tough part. Yeah, you don't. Once, yeah. gonna, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> no, mute your notifications from Jesse. Now he's got my number, too. <laughs> that's dangerous. No, I, I would say they're uh, – I'd say because of their pitching staff, they they have a great chance to get in. Uh, but it's not really in their hands at this point. So it's three teams for two spots. Now, of course, you want to win the division. That still could happen. The Cardinals have a rough final month of the season. Uh, You want to win the division. But either way, it doesn't look like whoever wins the Central is going to get the bye. They're not going to be the team that bounces into the division series. So that means you're going to be in a three-game series, either at home or on the road, uh, in any scenario. So for me, um, let's just see what happens over the next week, and if they can kind of keep within the two, three, four-game range, I think they have a great chance because their pitching is going to hold up. And uh, when you get into September and the games really start to get focused and there's more pressure on pennant race teams, uh, then you can, I believe, that's when the Brewers will shine because they've been in these playoff-type scenarios for a while now. So the answer is yes, I think they can get in and will get in. Talking with Brian Anderson from Bally Sports Wisconsin and Turner Sports and all the other things he does, including our That's show it. on occasion. Just those two. Well, right. all district uh, defensive That's right. back. That's is, right. Sure. That's important. And, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that Jesse was listening to the part where he talked about young broadcasters and culture and how it's about well, more Jesse's than just that young anymore, calling either. things. Uh, that's a fair point. <laughs> Inexperienced, less accomplished announcers. Um, Brian, before we let you go to do your other stuff today. What is he? Is Jesse less accomplished than Brian uh, Anderson or not? Well, no, he is. He knows that. Yeah. Uh, does he? Um, so here's my last question, so we can let you go. <laughs> That's true. He's what tre- kind of bowling? He just said he hasn't Wall done bowling. Street TV. I don't think BA. He hasn't done bowling. I would. I, 
Hey, we're we're only in we're only as good as the areas that we that we swim. <laughs> so, BA, when when we talk to Sophia every other week, she's like my sister. We love having her on. She knows how more, I feel like about this uncle. guy. More like an older uncle. Well, I'm a little. Uh, yeah. I'm a much older brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tausch is never mind. I'm not going to go down this road. I want to get to this question, and that okay. is this: I really want to see Christian Yelich succeed. The interactions I've had with him have been really positive. He seems like a really good dude. We know what he's accomplished in the past. What has he been like for you to interact with? I'm not looking for you to break down his swing or any of the other things, but like he's gone through some challenging times in the last couple of years. What has he been like in your interactions with him, and how has he handled it? Because it sure seems to me from the outside that it would be really hard, if you have a high standard, to not be meeting it the way he wants to. Yeah, he's been always great with us, um, you know, really good, never – obviously there's been a little bit of a change from when he was the man. Actually, it's probably more accessible now, 2018-19. Uh, we, we actually, and Sophie included, but we, we purposefully pulled back because he was in such demand. Uh, so we, we have more access to him now than we had back in those years. Um, he's one of those players, though, that – there are players who are who get paid, and then they can almost flip that switch. Like, yeah, well, I got my money, I'm good, you know, whatever, I'm I'm happy, and I'll just you know kind of be this guy who's just existing here. He actually takes it really hard, and he feels uh, a great responsibility to be better uh, because of the contract. So some guys just get their money and move on, and he's the opposite of that. So it does eat him up. Uh, you can see it in his face; he carries a lot of tension. Uh, in him, and I think that's that's certainly something I've recognized since the 2020 season when he really struggled, and then you're hoping he would bounce back, and maybe it was the injury. you got to remember, he also has a chronic back injury, so the things he has to do to get on the field, mm-hmm. uh, we talk about a little bit on the air. He doesn't like that side to be publicized that often, but it's a whole thing. Like He rarely hits. He rarely um, he doesn't do the things that he had to do or re- was required to do to be great. He can't do that anymore. So um, I think he's just one of those guys that is hopefully going to have these waves of greatness, but he's not the same player that he was. All right, we have to get an Aaron Rodgers question oh, before please. we go just for Jason. So, Jason, he's, like, scratching otherwise. Can you, two years ago when the whole thing was going on, we were you know, we were listening to everything you were saying. We were like, is he going to give him anything? How do you approach <laughs> oh, that when match? you're – Yeah, two years ago at the yeah. match. How did you approach that when you knew he wasn't going to try to say it, but you had to ask the questions? How did you get into that? Like, I don't remember if he gave you anything, but no, he didn't. Yeah, he was pretty good about cliche. No. Yeah, up, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's the. Is there been anybody better other than maybe Derek Jeter than yeah, Aaron Rodgers about that? Uh, no, I, there, there's no, no no secret sauce there. Um, I like Aaron a lot. I haven't had a whole lot of interactions with him um, over the years. Early early days when he and Braun were still talking you know he was here quite a bit and i got to know him then and then i've done a couple of golf events with him so you know i saw him on the practice tee he was getting ready and you know bryson dechambeau has got his whole army next to him and all of his gadgets and everything and then there's aaron you know with like all of his i remember all of his clubs were just laying on the ground they weren't even propped up they were just scattered (laughs) everywhere like they had been ejected out of a golf bag uh and we just chatted and i you know when i left i think i said something like hey at some point, I need to I need to ask you about your future. And he goes, I think he said something like, yeah, at some point, I won't answer that. And I said, okay. <laughs> but anyway, that's how it went down. And uh, we just decided we'll we'll do it right away. And uh, we, you know, whatever. That, we weren't there to break news. Yep. We weren't there to, uh, 
get Aaron's comments on anything if he didn't want to talk about it because he was competing in this made-for-TV golf event. So whether he said something or not, I don't care. But I did ask him, and he didn't say anything, and then we moved on. Yeah. Uh, how great is it to work with Barkley? He's the best. Uh, he's the one of my favorite people I've ever worked with, and I've had a chance to play golf with him and get to know him. And uh, You he's beat just, him in uh, golf, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, terrible. He's, but he's better. He's terrible. He's terrible. Yeah. But he's better. Remember, he won the match with Phil. Wow. He played great. Uh, anyway, I, I think uh, he is unique in the fact he can probably say whatever he wants. Uh, but he really cares, man. And the things he does, like I, I remember playing golf with him, and there was this, this other guy with us, and uh, he pulled me to the side and he goes, you know, Charles just donated 250,000 laptops, 250,000 laptops to an entire school district in Alabama. Nobody knew about it. It was publicized. He just he, he saw a need. He heard this teacher talk about they don't have um, enough equipment, and he just called this guy who was in that business Put the order in, and they sent 250,000 tablets. Uh, nobody ever heard about it. And he does that stuff all the time. I mean, we were at the All-Star Game in Cleveland. He walked in. He sat down, had one drink. The place is packed. Uh, it's like a the, like a lounge bar off the hotel lobby. So there's 150 people in there. He has one drink with us, and then he gets up and leaves, and he says, everybody's on me. The whole bar. And, you know, there's a lot of our crew there, and that's just the way he does. He does that stuff. Shaq's the same way. These guys are, are great people, and, you know, I love Ernie Johnson like a brother. And so I'm very, very uh, grateful to be able to spend as much time as I do with all those guys. Brian, we love it when you spend a little bit of time with us, and, and I just want to wish you luck in your continued career. Maybe you'll reach the point where someday you're good enough for Bullstream TV. Bullstream TV. I, I think that's in my future. You, do you have to break 100? To do that? Uh, no, you don't. Can you put the rails up? Bowler, just ask him. <laughs> just ask him. Good to see you, Jason. It's been a joy looking up your nose here in the last few minutes. I wish I could tell you how many times I've heard that. That's it for us at our time with Brian Anderson. Will the Tausch continues next. Stick around.